hear us through your AirPods or see us on your laptop, how about meeting us in real life? Because we're taking Queer Money on the road this summer and fall. Visit QueerMoneyPodcast.com forward slash tour or the link in your podcast player to find out when we'll be in your neighborhood. Are you tired of more month at the end of the money rather than the other way around? Want a solution? That's what this Queer Money is all about. It's David, back with the third installment of the Four Principles of a Debt-Free Life series. Before we get started, help us spread the word of a financially strong queer community by subscribing to the show on iTunes and giving us a review. So, are you ready for a free app to help you manage your spending? Let's find out more. There's personal finance for the masses. This is not personal finance for the masses. Okay, let's see if this card goes through for that $8,000 ring. <laughs> Everybody wants to get part of the in-crowd. Everybody wants to, to look good. My, my decision was, I'm not a victim. I'm not going to stay and work someplace where this is a problem. Normally, we don't drink our queer money, but because we're talking about a subject that David is rather vanilla on... Um... Grab a glass of wine, because you're listening to Queer Money with the Debt Free Guys. This is the only show helping our community do more and be more by talking about money from the queer perspective. All right, welcome back to another Queer Money. This is our third show in our series of the four principles of a debt-free life. The first week we talked about the first principle, which is be money conscious. The second week, last week, we talked about live below your means. Today, this week, we're talking about the third principle, and we're having our third glass of wine since we're batching these podcasts. (laughs) (laughs) And that third principle is cash is king. So as David suggested last week, this is one of the critical tools that we use to pay off $51,000 worth of credit card debt. And it doesn't sound sexy, unless you're talking about Benjamins, I guess. But cash is king. And understanding that principle helped us pay off our $51,000 worth of credit card debt. So that's what we're going to talk about today. But as with every show in this series of Four Principles of a Debt-Free Life, this particular episode uh, has its own sponsor and it's being brought to you by Envelopes, one of our affiliates. Envelopes, M as in Mary, Envelopes, B-E-L-O-P-E-S. It is not an official sponsor, but we are. this is a, an affiliate of ours that we, we're, we're promoting because... One of the key principles, the key ways to to manage or to live the cash is king principle is uh, the envelope system. Lots of financial services professionals, lots of uh, debt gurus talk about the envelope system. And the envelope system is a system that we used, which were actually white envelopes. We had three. One was for our gas expense. One was for our social expenses. And one was for our groceries, where we would, every paycheck, we would take out our allotted amount for each category, put that cash into our envelope, and then that was all we could spend in each of those categories until our next paycheck. We couldn't overspend it because all we had available to us was the cash that was in that particular envelope. If we ever had any left over, that could be a surplus that we could put towards uh, the next two weeks' worth of expenses since we were paid every week. Uh, so, But Envelopes is now a, an online tool, an app that allows you to do the same, practice the same philosophy, but with a more modern theme to it. Exactly. So it, it may sound kind of corny or hokey, as John has mentioned in the past, using this idea of uh, of segregating your cash and uh, using it as 
spending at with cash. But one of the interesting t- statistics that we have heard a number of times is that the per- that individuals who use their credit cards, and specifically credit cards, tend to spend anywhere between 12 and 18% more on the same purchase than they would if they were using tangible cash, real dollar bills. Y'all. Right. And so you might you might ask yourself, well, that doesn't make sense. Why 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 do I spend more money? Well, just think about this. If you're sitting at a restaurant and you have uh, you're looking at the menu and the you you find that you there's a twelve dollar uh, entree that you want and an eight dollar appetizer, and you say, okay, twenty bucks, no big deal. I'll spend twenty bucks. Well, if you are using a credit card, you can spend twenty dollars. If you have $20 in cash, are you going to be able to get both of those? Well, absolutely not. You're going to be able to just get one. Or you may get one and substitute in something else that's a lot lower. With the cash, you know your upward boundary. You know your top level that you can spend. And that's all you can spend and you plan for that. With the credit card, or in some cases debit cards, you just allow your your top line, your top uh, amount to drift up. And so you spend that little bit extra. You buy the twenty, the twelve dollar entree and the eight dollar appetizer, and you've spent twenty dollars. And on top of that, then they add seven percent tax, and then you add a fifteen to twenty percent tip, and all of a sudden you've blown, you've added an additional twenty five percent. Yeah, okay, that's only an, another five dollars, but you've blown your budget. Do that on ninety percent of your purchases throughout the month, and you've spent considerably more than what you had planned on spending. Yeah, I think a great analogy is uh, I ride my bike around Denver quite often, and it surprises me, shocks me, actually, how many people who drive as if the stop sign is merely a suggestion. I mean, there are people who, after the stop sign, before the, that, that, that's four feet or whatever, between after the stop sign and when they actually stop, they're doing like 100 miles an hour. <laughs> right. And so when you're riding your bike and you see these people who – for all intents and purposes, probably wouldn't be stopping if they didn't see you. And that's what a lot of us do with our spending. Because there's not an actual brick wall there, I may or may not stop at that white line. I may or may not stop at that stop sign. If I there's no reason for me to stop, I might just coast right on through. And as a bike rider, you, it's kind of scary because you're like, I don't know if that person's actually going to stop. So that's why I'm extra, extra cautious when we're on the bike. But so if everybody spends their credit uses their credit card like people drive around the city <laughs> and no wonder people are they're overshooting how much they should be spending because if they had if they had to stop at a brick wall net they would be would be driving what less you know another less a mile a day <laughs> well and we know it's true we know that the vast majority of us we've done this and we fall victim to this sometimes is still fall victim to this is that our budget number is a suggestion not a hard line Whereas if I have $85 to spend on social spending this week and it's cash and it's sitting in my envelope and there's no way I can spend more than $85. Right. Because like if, you, if you overspend your $85, then you've got to go ask a friend <laughs> or you've got to talk to the merchant and like, oops, I don't know how I, I, I did this. You know, or you got to do the dine and dash, which I would not suggest. <laughs> right. <laughs> but you don't want to be put, you don't put yourself in that situation. And that's why cash is key because it forces, it forces you to live last week's principle of living below your means. You right. can't overspend the cash you don't have. 
But if you have credit cards or even debit cards, you can very often spend more than you have. So that's that's why we decided when we were paying off our $51,000 worth of credit card debt, afterwards when we did analysis of, of how we got we were able to pay that off in two and a half years, we realized that the fact that we lived on cash was a huge value add to us paying off our debt in two and a half years. Right. And I think it makes me think of that quote, if you want the world to change, you have to change. Your world changes when you make change. And so when if you truly are at a point where you absolutely want to get out of credit card debt, or you want to save for a down payment on a house or to buy an engagement ring for that person that you absolutely love. If you're in those situations where you can't afford to do what it is that you want to do, or you are desperate in a financial situation, one of the biggest and easiest changes to make is switching to cash because it will force you to stick to your budget. Yeah. I think when you were talking right there, I was thinking about that, that Lisa Nichols quote, she often says, what are you willing to do to make a better life for yourself? How far are you willing to go? Are you kind of moderately interested in making things better for yourself? Do you kind of want to pay off your debt or do you actually really want to pay off your debt? And if you really want to pay off your debt, the idea of going from using your credit card and debit cards to using cash won't be as drastic as it seems because there are only four principles to living a debt-free life. That's why our book is called The Four Principles of a Debt-Free Life. It's not four plus a couple others. There's only four, and one of those four, the only reason that you need to have, only have four is because one of those is the fact that cash is king. Right. And when we say cash is king, for some people, and for us at the time when we were paying off our debt, it was physical, tangible cash. We could not use a debit card because we knew we would blow our budget. We had to use cash. For some of you, using cash means that you will use a debit card and you will be able to stick to your budget. And that's what Envelopes, the, the app that you can get for your on your phone, helps you do is it helps you manage your money using an envelope-like system with your bank accounts. So there are times when you can do that. Now, now we're not suggesting that everything you pay for, you need to pay for in cash. If you're spending $1,400 a month on rent, you don't want to go draw $1,400 out of your bank account in cash and drive it over and deliver it to your landlord. Yeah. There are discretionary, there's discretionary spending and there's non-discretionary spending. Your non-discretionary spending, and this is a suggestion John and I have, and we kind of uh, talk about this in the very first principle about being money conscious, but if you for your discretionary spending, Things that you know pay you pay the exact same amount every month. Get those into a separate account. Put all that all that money. So you pay you pay the exact same amount a month for rent or your mortgage. You pay the exact same amount amount for your car payment. You just pay the exact same amount for uh, your insurance. All these different things that you pay the exact same amount. They're or, fixed amounts. Or yeah. they're fixed amounts, or or they fluctuate very moderately. Yeah, like your phone bill only is usually fluctuates anywhere from a dollar to five dollars per month if you're not overspending your you're overusing your minutes right those kinds of things should be going into a, a separate account and then from that account you set up bill pay or you have those companies draft directly from that account that way you never miss one of those payments you get it set up that 
that right there is not your cash spending. Your cash spending is your discretion, your discretionary spending. Your things like going out to dinner, your social spending, your uh, clothing, buying buying a book. Those right. kinds of things. Those are the things that you want to set up in cash because those are the things that it's so easy to blow your budget on. Right, and that's the that's the benefit of the envelope system. Whether you use the actual envelope white envelopes that we used, or you want to use the app the app that um, is one of our affiliates envelopes. It, what it does is it puts your various spending into different buckets, and then you can only spend whatever you have available in that bucket on that particular item, exactly. whether it's groceries, whether it's going out, your social life, whether it's gas, whatever you're, whatever you, however you want to uh, bucket all that, all those expenses. So it's a very critical. It, it's critical because it's helpful. You know, it, it's not the only way to fix your fix your financial life. But it's so, for the value that it adds, it's 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 immensely valuable. Yeah, exactly. And as John and I have mentioned, this was one of the keys to us paying our debt off. It allowed us to live below our means, to save so much more money, because we gave ourselves this massive raise by not paying, not continuing to use our credit cards. You know, it's it's very interesting when you think about it. If you're using a credit card and you are revolving your your payments on that credit card. In other words, you're making you're you're buying something and you're not paying it off immediately. It stays on that card for an extended period of time. Then you are paying anywhere from a few percent to up to 20% more for every single item that you're purchasing. When you go to cash, that doesn't happen. You don't pay that extra amount because there's no finance charges that are accruing on the money that you're spending. And that that allowed us to save an extra ten thousand dollars a year by not having to pay that on our credit. Yeah, you know, we, we talk a lot in our book, The Four Principles of the Debt Free Life. The need to put in certain guide rails, and the envelope system or living only on cash is a guide rail. Another example is when we talk about in our book the need for an emergency savings account. Well, an emergency savings account is great. But it's also very enticing because very often, you know, the idea is that with an emergency savings account, you put three to six months worth of living expenses in there. And so, if you if you count, if you total your monthly living expenses, you times it by three, four, five, or six. For most people, that's fifteen, twenty, thirty, forty, sixty thousand dollars or more that would be cash in an account. Well, that large amount of cash is very enticing. Right. <laughs> and so when you know, when non-emergencies happen or, or you have an urge to do something like go on a vacation or buy a brand new TV or non, non-critical occurrences happen or, or, or desires happen, it's very easy to say, well, I can just tap that $60,000 and take a couple thousand dollars out and it won't actually hurt me. Well, if you run into an emergency shortly after that and you don't have that full three to six months worth of savings, that it could actually hurt you in the long run. So one of our, our pieces of advice in Four Principles of Debt-Free Life is to put your emergency savings account in a bank or credit union, not connected to your primary account, bank or credit union, and make sure that there are no features to that account. So there's no debit card features, there's no check payments, and ideally make it a scenario so that if you want to get any money out of that account, that you actually have to physically go to your bank or credit union to withdraw money from that account. And the likelihood is that if you're having an urge to do something, uh, make an impulse buy, that, well, if you actually have to wait 
until the bank or credit union opens and then drive or go over there to get the money to do what you want to do that you probably won't tap into that. So it's a guide rail. And that's what the that's what the, the, the living loan cash or the envelope system simply is. It provides a guide rail so you don't fall out of bed. Exactly. And like I said, it is oftentimes used by someone who's in a significant situation that they need to make immediate change. That's It's going to allow you to start making those immediate changes in your life. Right. So uh, we do, Envelopes is an affiliate of Jeffrey Guys, so we are compensated. However, their basic offer, there is no charge, and we are not compensated for it. It's simply a tool that you can use to benefit yourself, and it won't financially benefit us one way or the other. There are other levels, and those other levels can benefit the debt-free guys monetarily. Uh, that helps us continue doing what we're doing, but we also don't want to force you to do something that you're not prepared to do. So if, if the basic option is the best option for you, certainly choose that. You also, of course... As we talk about in our book, The Four Principles of Debt for Life, you could simply use the actual envelope system. We had three envelopes. We know people who have had anywhere from six to ten envelopes, depending upon the different categories that they need. So choose whatever option will help you best and pay off your debt because our goal is to help you be debt-free so that you can live the best life that you can live. And so in particular for our queer community members, that we are much more fiscally prepared so that we can continue to fight our fight for equality. So we thank you for joining us for a, the third installment of the Four Principles of a Debt-Free Life series. If you have any questions or comments, as always, you can reach us uh, either by going at debtfreeguys.com and emailing us directly through our contact page. We're also on Facebook. You can find us there at Debt Free Guys. You can direct message us there or make a comment on the wall. And we're also on Twitter at Debt Free Guys. You can comment, you know, comment on the wall there or direct message us as well. So please let us know if you have any questions or comments. We're certainly here to help. And uh, thank you for joining us again. Right. And remember that this is only episode number three in our series, that we do have a, a third, or sorry, a fourth and final episode in this series where we're going to be talking about the key to getting to where you want financially. So if you really have a desire to get somewhere financially, we're going to discuss that key next week. So make sure you join us. And as always, with these episodes, we will have another free download tool that you can use to get to where you want to go. Thank you. It may not be sexy, but it works, and we are proof. Using cash only for the majority of our spending, including all discretionary spending, helped launch us into a money-conscious mindset help us pay off $51,000 in credit card debt, and save to buy a home. Now get over to our site and download the Envelopes app so you can start chunking your money into the cash you should spend to achieve your financial goals. See you next week for The Last Principle. Okay, we just serviced you. Now you get to service us by subscribing to this podcast on iTunes and signing up for the Queer Money Lifestyle Newsletter at queer.money. Well, I'm not really gay. <laughs> <laughs> Help me if I had a personal chef made all the all the healthy meals for me. Right. So instead, I'll have a Snickers and everything. <laughs> <laughs> the other end, I like the butts. So. <laughs> yeah. uh. From Los Angeles, California to Winooski, Vermont, we're taking queer money on the road. 
Join us as we gamify personal finance with Queer Money Bingo or catch our signature Live Fabulously, Not Fabulously Broke Talk and so much more in between. Check out QueerMoneyPodcast.com forward slash tour or the link in your podcast player regularly for date and location updates.